Hi friends, this is Jillian and Kaylin, and you're listening to In Case You Missed It on Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on navigating the ups and downs of adulthood, from managing stress and finances to crushing your career and love life. Tune in every Monday as we share game-changing tips from our guests that you might have missed. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. So what should we be doing during the day and right before bed to help us improve our sleep in terms of like readying our bodies and minds and then also our environment? I think it's so important. I love that you say, what can we do but, you know, in, during the day and at night? Because often we think, obviously, when we're trying to fix our sleep or sleep better, mm-hmm. we focus a lot on what we do at night. But I think it's so important to really focus, more importantly, on what we do throughout the day. Because what we do throughout the day, in the morning, throughout the day, can really help us sleep better at night. So what I always explain to people is when we wake up, whether we've had a really good night of sleep or whether we haven't had a a great night of sleep, I always explain that sleep drive as a sleep tank. So picture Mm -hmm. that tank on empty when you wake up in the morning. Our goal throughout the day is to fill that tank full, to to really, you know, have a strong sleep drive. Think of it like a tire, right? We're adding that pressure to sleep and we have to do things throughout the day to help that. So one is by waking up consistently. You know, we, we always talk about consistent sleep schedule. Having a consistent morning wake time is more important than Mm. say having a consistent bedtime. So having that consistent Hmm. morning wake time, 80% of the time, whether it's the weekend, whether you're on vacation, really try to stick to that 80% of the time waking up consistently in the morning immersing yourself in natural light, getting your body moving, getting in that daily movement at least 30 minutes throughout the day, that is going to help um, build a strong drive. It's going to help fill that tank to sleep. You know, what you can do throughout the day too is is I always talk about things. um, I say, you know, it's constructively worry. So a big issue that I have that people come to me about is is how do I quiet my mind at bedtime? My mind starts racing. Every problem, every worry just kind of floods my brain whether or not I'm trying to fall asleep at bedtime or waking up in the middle of the night. The reason why that is, is because we are so distracted throughout the day. We can put, listen, we're human. I'm not going to tell you to not stress out, to not have anxiety, to not have problems because we're going to, right? But we can so easily distract ourselves from those stressors throughout the day because we're busy, right? We're working, we're with our families, we're always connected to some kind of device, And then what happens is you get into bed, all those distractions are gone and your brain just floods. So you have to give yourself, allow yourself time throughout the day to have what I call a personal pause. So a personal pause would be, you know, there's, there's one or two ways of doing it. One way is just giving yourself that mindful hush. So whether it's a minute or two throughout the day, two or three times throughout the day, just be in that present state of mind. It could be meditation. It could be mindful breathing or or mindful thought, Um, but also could just be a walk. It could be baking. It could be cooking a meal. It could be just doing something where you are present in every step and stage Mm -hmm. that you're doing in that moment. The other way, the way that I like to do it is through what I call a productive thought. So this is where we constructively worry. So we take that problem that we know we have, big or small, and we try to work through it. I always say, give yourself time throughout the day to stress the fuck out because we're going to stress out. We want to stress out during the day, not at night, but do it constructively, right? So You've got your problem, write out your solutions, fold that piece of paper away so that when you get into bed and that problem's going to pop into your head, you've allowed yourself time throughout the day. You can also say to yourself, you know what? I gave myself Mm -hmm. time throughout the day to work through it. I'll work through it again tomorrow. I don't need to work through it now at three o'clock in the morning. Oh my God. I love that. 
I like the carving out time to mindfully do it because I like to go for a walk after work. It's like a good reset. I usually take my dog out. I'm well, she's more so like begging me to go, which is good because sometimes I'm like, I don't want to do this. And that is sort of becoming my reset. But I will say I'm not really mindful on it. Like I actually spend most of the time on that walk complaining about whatever happened at work that day to my husband. But I love the idea of carving out time and like allowing yourself the space to just let go because yeah, I'm so guilty of the 3am spiral of like all the things I I didn't get done. I think that's that's one of, for for both Kayla and I, from what we've discussed, like that's one of our biggest barriers to sleep at night is especially if it's like an extra stressful season of our lives. If I'm not exhausted to the point of I can't keep my eyeballs open when I go to bed, it means I'm lying there for hours and spiraling and being anxious and worrying. And so then I won't let myself even try to go to bed Mm -hmm. until I'm like, dead so tired because then I'm like oh I'll immediately fall asleep and if I go before then I'm going to ruminate and so that's a great solution that I would love to try I know a lot of people also go to bed like with a journal um, so that if they do have something that they can't get past and that's just spiraling around in their minds they can quickly jot it down and like release it and then go back to sleep Um, I always do that on my phone which then is a problem because I'm sure the blue light disrupts me further so I need to try the journal approach (laughs) Yeah, you know, I always say there's something something to be said about pen to paper, you know, just writing out, like giving your brain that dump, writing out that to-do list can really help. And that could be something that you include in your bedtime routine. I love, Jill, that you mentioned, you know, you only go to bed when you're bone tired. And I, I do think that there is some importance to that. And that's where I said, you know, make sure you're keeping that consistent morning time. Whereas with your bedtime, you know, we always hear, you know, have that consistent bedtime. A consistent bedtime is important, but you can be a little bit flexible with it. So I would prefer you or anyone listening to go to bed when you Mm -hmm. actually feel tired rather than when you just feel that you should go to bed. So what I mean by that is I have a lot of people who come to me saying, you know, I go to bed and I toss and turn. First of all, going to bed does not mean getting into bed and scrolling TikTok for an hour or two and then going to bed. It doesn't? What? (laughs) I know, which let's be honest, we are all guilty of, you know, me not as much, but it happens, right? I am human. But I will say, you know, when you actually get into bed to go to bed, you know, a lot of people come to me and say, you know, my bedtime is nine or 10, because that just seems like a reasonable bedtime, right? You're tired. It's nine or 10 o'clock at night. That's the time I'm going to go to bed. But if you're not actually tired at that time, what's happening then is you are tossing and you are turning and your thoughts are ruminating and you're clock watching. We've all been guilty of that. That might entice you to reach for your phone and check your emails and check social media and do all of those things, right? And what's happening is we're weakening that association between Mm. sleep and our bed, which is what we don't want to do. And now we start having negative feelings towards our bed because we know we're going to go to bed and we're not going to fall asleep. So instead of a nine or 10 bedtime, this isn't me giving you permission to go to bed at like two o'clock in the morning, but maybe your bedtime is more of an 11 o'clock bedtime or 12 o'clock bedtime. When do you actually feel tired? That's going to shorten that onset of sleep. That's going to help you fall asleep quicker when you get into bed giving you a more positive relationship between your bed and sleep um, and actually helping you then fall asleep easier if you do wake up in the middle of the night because you've got that that good relationship with your bed and sleep. So aim more for going to bed when you actually feel tired than just for that set bedtime. Like you can be, there's some wiggle room with that, but then wake Mm -hmm. up consistently in the morning. 
that's really good to know because I didn't know if I was like doing it wrong by doing it that way. But the relation, like the association is so important because those nights where I can't sleep and I'm spiraling and I'm anxious and I'm reliving something that happened 12 years ago, like ad nauseum, the next few nights I dreaded <laughs> bedtime because I was like, fuck, I don't want to do that again. And so, yeah, that's a great point that you want to like set yourself up to look forward to going to bed and not having like this shitty experience that then haunts you for the rest of the week. Thanks for starting your week with us. If you enjoyed today's In Case You Missed It, check out our show notes for the full episode. We would love it if you subscribed, left us a comment or a rating, and followed us on Instagram. See you next time.